0: Forever. Dog Warning, the following podcast contains mockumentary style humor Fake endings Sexy humor tap And we finally answer the question What is Michael's favorite Britney Spears song? All this and Matt Rogers joins us to talk Revenge of the Mummy Hey, your souls are mine This is Podcast The Ride Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a theme park podcast hosted by three men who all have a secret fantasy of being eaten alive by a horde of scarab beetles. My name is Mike Carlson. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I would agree with that. I would agree with that.
2: (laughs) Uh, Scott Garner, do you also agree with that? Of course, that's how you want to go. I mean, it's at least quick, if horrifying, but maybe a little weirdly pleasurable.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess it, they make it look quick in all the movies and TV, but I do have a suspicion maybe it's kind of
2: slow. It's kind of a slow death. They don't all move at that hyper speed. Like,
0: yeah, on the Universal Tram Tour, when Whoopi gets eaten alive by Scarab beetles, I feel like it's very quick, but that's just, I think, for time.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so
0: well, I, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to I have the fantasy, but I think maybe it's, it's just based on fiction, you know?
2: hmm hmm I'm glad there's just scarab talk happening in general. Uh, love scarabs. Mm-hmm. Are, um, are, is anyone confident that scarabs exist in real life and that you could they exist, right? Or maybe they don't. I
0: don't know. <laughs> I mean, look, do I ever actually do any research pertaining to the real world when we do this podcast? I don't. That's so, not what we're doing here No. No way to know.
1: <laughs> it did not occur to me to research scarabs. I was mostly looking at track lengths and budgets to try and get to the bottom of a long time mystery
0: yeah to be
1: insane
2: what the heck happened here
1: yeah. yeah
0: i was just i was just looking up linear induction motors
1: i uh yeah i gave up <laughs> on trying to understand that
0: <laughs> uh look i think our guest probably wants to talk about linear induction motors as well uh you know him from osculturesis and his upcoming hbo max show hot dog it's matt rogers returning
3: Hey, what's up everybody? I just want to say before we start, I'd like to die peacefully in my sleep, but um, the Scarab Beetles thing is definitely a theatrical way to go. However, I don't think it's painless the way that they scream when it's happening. I don't know. I don't know you guys. Yeah, but yeah. it might be quick. What if it's like, ah, and you're gone. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like, if, I, if I'm going to have a quick death, it should be quick and painless. You know what I mean? Like, it happens instantaneously. Otherwise, what does it matter how quick it happens? Like, you're literally getting yeah. eaten alive by beetles. Like, think about what it feels like to be stung even one time. Imagine that all over your body. And also, it kind of starts at your feet and then goes. And the last thing that happens is your eye gets closed up. Like, you know what's happening. Just, like, physically and, like, emotionally, that has to be true terror. It does. I don't disagree with what you're
0: saying, but I think part of me also would be kind of thrilled that I'm going out like Whoopi did on the tour. So I think (laughs) maybe just sort of the tribute to Whoopi on the tram tour, I would be like, oh, this hurts so much, but oh, this is pretty cool.
3: You'd be amongst legends in the way that you died. Exactly. (laughs)
0: So I think maybe that could override the
2: true physical pain. Um, I don't know. We'll have to find out. And we got to go out. uh, It's scarab beetles. Her, I imagine Alan Menken will go that way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So
0: before we're going to talk, you know, mummy today, revenge of the mummy. Um, But, Matt, I don't know if you're aware of this. Last time you've been a while since you were on the show. Yeah. But there's been a lot of character development on the show since you were here. Which we okay. love to see. We okay. love it. Gross. We love it. Gross. Narrative people love to follow. Yeah, growth, human growth. Mm-hmm. You deem Scott Gardner a no launch queen.
3: Yeah. I yes. heard that it kind of became merch yes it,
2: it, it emerged Did it and sell um, well i don't know it well i'll tell you that launch queen sold a lot better than no launch queen yeah, nobody wanted no to launch proudly queen is
3: like no who's gonna come out as a scott you know what i mean like who's gonna come out as like a weakling who can handle it can i ask you a question mm-hmm. H- have you not done the mummy because of the launches
2: well, well that, that's we're that going was with the case you see when we recorded before but just like, oh. look at that! You're right. Nobody wanted to identify as a Scott, least of all Scott. Um, I didn't like that that label, and I I, I think I became determined to overcome oh the God. label. So not too long after that, uh, with the help of a bunch of Chardonnay, I braved the Incredicoaster. <laughs> I got over wow. the launch issue. Um, did I end up doing it twice? I feel like I. Wait, I'm not sure. Well, it, the point is, it's it so quickly good. became one of my favorite rides. In the park. It's one of the ones I'm dreaming of now. I've watched ride-throughs of that a ton. Uh oh, Quickly went from to just to completely loving it. And then yeah. we all went to Orlando together in October, and I'm uh, launching all over the place. time to go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real, yeah. yeah. Nice. weather. only sort of, uh, crazily humid, yeah. <laughs> a little know, less than it could be. Um, but I'm, I'm rock and roller coaster. I'm uh, Hagrid's. Hell yeah. I'm uh uh, but, well, besides Orlando, there's that, you know, that horse one we did it Knott's uh, a bunch of times in a row. <laughs> Pony Express. Pony Express. There you go. Mm. Um, did you get on the Hulk? Didn't do Hulk. That is that is the one of of the uh, of the launch lineup at that park. That, that's but you still will a little that. now that you've started, you will. I think so. I think so. And and you and and of course all of that building up to Revenge of the Mummy, which mm-hmm. after all that that launch, not too bad at all. That's a lot lesser than some of the other launches that I listed.
3: Okay, so I'm actually going to say this. And, you know, the the fans of the podcast might disagree with me, but I actually think that the launch in Revenge of the Mummy is a more intense launch than the one with Hulk, because I think that the way that you pop out of your seat at the top of like the airtime that you get at the top of the first launch of the mummy is one of the more thrilling moments to be found in the entire city of orlando to be honest with you like i think it's one of the most intense things that can happen to you on a on a ride in the city of orlando
1: well Uh, i i wouldn't disagree i think it's heightened too by how cold and dark and like windy it is in there you don't know what's gonna happen like the thing is you've seen the hulk do what
3: it does a million times and so you know what's in store for you which is that sort of i guess inversion coming out of the tunnel whereas you have no idea where it's going when you shoot through that mouth of um imhotep
2: <laughs> yeah true no yeah no idea the, the lay and i i knew very little about any of it i that's that's the really the benefit of some of this launch queen journey that i've been on yeah. is now i get to like have these new rides to meet, which i have i haven't had n- completely new rides since i was uh you know it's so exciting
3: i so wish for that i I feel like um it's actually better to not know anything about the mummy before you do it like whenever i bring people to the my favorite thing to do now is to bring people to that park that have never been there like i took my friend sudi there and we just put her on the mummy and just didn't tell her anything about it and it's really fun to watch someone experience what it is because i actually it is my favorite ride wow yeah um, I, I don't, think the, th- it's,
2: it's, it's strong. I mean, getting to do really it real, not really knowing it. I knew some of that meta stuff and everything. I mean, th- that, that was a blast. And was I not yeah. conditioned a little bit? I, I don't, I wouldn't have had definitely one of the peak new ride experiences of, of that trip.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the Hulk also, I think is so intense that it almost gives your brain only one experience the whole time. Mm-hmm. It, like you kind of just gray out immediately. <laughs> And you're yeah. just doing it. The mummy, you're going through levels. You're experiencing different emotions. Hulk is just it, one emotion the whole time.
3: The thing about the mummy is it truly is... The reason why I think it's the most successful ride in the park, and it's actually one of my favorite parks, is because it genuinely um combines a thrill ride for real with a narrative experience um and i think that uh that's not something you can say for hulk like you're just not you're not removed from the experience of being on a roller coaster the entire time like um and i i do feel that the back half of hulk is pretty weak in terms of design goes that's why i'm so excited for the jurassic coaster which looks like which looks like it's gonna be incredible in the first half and then even better in the second half. I think the way that that is shaping up to be designed is really cool. And the the insider Intel that I have, um, apparently when it's all done and themed and like put together, it's gonna be, pretty amazing um
2: it's, wait you have you do have info because you predicted you on our show I before, have, before in, it was you,
3: public. you always have the raw
1: intelligence i said Bourne this was gonna happen on
3: your show i said yes. this was gonna happen yep.
1: on your show yes the oh Bourne this ride too the jurassic
3: show. one did you predict i did i said wow i didn't remember that oh my
2: god you're
0: way ahead. Or did, and now you oh, know has,
3: has it been that long ago where i said it was rumored or did i break the haggard stuff to you guys
0: the born you said born for you sure born. And yes, i did remember, i remember yep yep i'm trying to remember what the specifics about jurassic were
3: so maybe i didn't because it was like a very gray rumor like it wasn't it, it wasn't like a, a thing that was definitely going to happen but for years there's been this jurassic coaster rumored and then like probably about a year ago there started there started to be um markings discovered on the ground and clear small clearings happening where they were like something's definitely going on and now we see like they're putting what is definitely i think going to be one of the signature rides of the resort i mean it it looks unbelievable
0: on social media raptors are being constantly lowered onto this track i mean i'm sure we're all following these twitter
3: accounts
1: yes and large birds of prey have made their home there yeah the (laughs) ospreys are like living on top of the top hat yeah (laughs) it's it might become a problem um
3: uh it 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 will be going forward unless they like like once the train once the trains start going like they'll know not to be there but for right now it's like it's so funny because you'll see updates that they've made a home on top of the top hat and then the next day they're like the osprey nest has been removed and then it's like the ospreys are back the osprey (laughs) nest has been removed the uh, Ospreys,
1: really like, oh, sorry, oh, I was going to say, the Ospreys, like me, are concerned about the eye lines when you enter Islands of Adventure, that the beautiful <laughs> view of the Jurassic Park Visitor Center is now obscured by black track all around it. <laughs> See, what do you guys think about that? Hmm. I think it, uh, it kind of hasn't, uh, I'm I'm not wild about it. I think the coaster will be good, but on the other hand, they haven't really done the boats that crisscross that lagoon in like, oh God, 15 years. <laughs> yeah, years. It, yeah.
0: It's also like, it's like the visitor's center is cool and it's cool that it's like framed like that, but it isn't quite like they just put up a
3: roller coaster in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle. Because
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's kind yeah. of far so far away. It's I don't- not the central icon of the park and therefore it doesn't ruin anything aesthetically for me. For me, it's just like flat out there was nothing in that area and now they've put a huge e-ticket in that area which is a great thing for any fans of the parks especially if you're a like proper roller coaster enthusiast like i am like i for me it was like devastating when they took down dueling dragons and i love hagrid's but it was missing that big roller coaster Mm. to say i am the same intensity level as hulk and i'm i'm thrilled thrilled yeah yeah i i think it'll be i think it'll be fine
0: i might not even have like maybe quite noticed it oh like oh i can't see it i like it wasn't going to be that that mm. big of a loss for me um matt do you know anything about i don't if feel free to share feel free to say no do you know what yeah, blues, I, I know role, some stuff.
3: blue's role in the coaster is the famous raptor blue so i don't know about rue rue I don't know about Blue's specific role in the ride. I do know some facts about what was going to happen in the ride before all this COVID stuff happened, which I think now there's a little bit up in the air stuff. But the ride was supposed to have six Raptor animatronics throughout. I think what was the idea was there would be two. And this is going to be, you know, if you're, if you are the kind of person who wants to be a purist and experience these things first, just know that a, this is definitely not for sure. And B this is going to spoil some stuff, but, um, in the first room, the sh- first show scene that you go into, um, there were supposed to be two raptors in there, and then you launch, sort of like the way Chris Pratt um, launches with the motorcycle with the with the raptors in the movie Jurassic World, into the ride. Then there's two, which we've now seen placed in the actual ride layout itself, and they they are literally there. It's um, sort of unclear whether those are audio animatronic or just figures. I hope they're audio animatronic, but I don't know. They've Definitely been, as we've seen in the ride we're going to discuss today, like they've been known to just put figures of mummies in there that don't move. And, you know, I don't think they would do that now, but we'll see with budgets. And then um, there's supposed to be one or two more that happen at the end of the ride as like a final scare. Um, And so so it's again, it's two in the first show scene with the launch two during the course of the ride, one at the end. And apparently there's one in the queue. Mm. like one really 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 advanced audio animatronic that's in the queue that sounds like blue doesn't it potentially i but i again i don't know specifically what blue's role is or if there is a role for blue um because blue is at the raptor encounter like that's like the big thing with the raptor encounter is you go meet blue or whatever so i don't know how canonical they're being about this probably Mm. not very but um i don't know about any celebrity cameos i don't know about Anything like that. I, well, it's I know Clear Claire Deering's
2: role. Uh, See, sh- it's she, Claire
3: Deering. She definitely went back. Bryce Dallas definitely went back and did stuff for the Jurassic World ride in Hollywood, and so mm-hmm. did Chris Pratt. I don't know what their role is in this. I would imagine it's something. Also, maybe we can get some BD Wong action up in here. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he is InGen, and so this is an InGen themed ride. Um, I don't know that it's definitely called the Velocicoaster, but it looks like it is um what's the premise are
2: you is it simulating the movement of a raptor what what, what, like what are we in the ride
3: i don't know if we're a raptor or we're the motorcycle that is like Mm. the thing that chris pratt is riding however i will say it would be a little redundant for them to do a motorcycle thing now they've put the harrid ride up Mm -hmm. but but i don't know how down they are to do the thing of like you're a raptor the way that you were a, a dragon on dueling dragons i just don't know if that fits in with the narrative of the park um or that area of the park like we are very much humans experiencing jurassic world or jurassic park as it stands now um but i don't know how much they're gonna bend um Sort of narrative disbelief there but i know that we're getting a bunch of animatronics i don't know if all six made it with all the stuff that's going on with covid you've seen them you know sort of drop the progress on epic universe and everything but they sure are full steam a fucking head with the jurassic coaster so it looks like every dollar they were going to spend on it has been spent so far i mean who thought we would have gotten like an enclosure you know like it's Mm -hmm. so cool what's happening there they're really going all out and i think it looks like it's going to be the best ride in the park Wow. It's crazy we get the scoops
2: with you that you're willing to impart yeah. whatever this internal this knowledge This is
3: like a passion of mine. Like, I, I, I'll I, follow... I'm sure everyone that, you know, listens to this is following at BioReconstruct on Twitter. Like, they are every yeah. day. He's so diligent um, <laughs> about, like, posting new stuff. And then I follow, like on youtube like midway mayhem and i follow like all these like youtubes like you could really fall down a wormhole because some of these people are going to the park every day Mm. and just recording like the progress which i appreciate but um you know just a way for me to live my inner child without actually going to the parks (laughs) sure well yeah because uh i met
2: you know we could all be going to universal orlando technically how, how high is anyone's desire To actually do this among us well not that high
1: i i think at this point uh i think my fear is less about being in the park maybe if it's really crowded that would probably stress me out but i just don't think i'm ready to sit on a five-hour airplane yet a a five-hour flight as I've flown cross country a couple
3: times, it's really safe, and I will. Yeah, I, they make you feel really good about it. You know I, what I would do is I would just spring for like a clear membership or whatever, just to like make sure you don't have to wait on long lines. Like just pay the extra money if you really want to go somewhere. But, but, the flying of it all wasn't what bothered me. What bothers me is the Florida of it all. <laughs> well, that's yes, fair. another
2: aspect. You're right, very important. <laughs> like you're not
3: dealing with it with with the finest. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you, you, haven't gone, you haven't gone
0: to florida though no okay <laughs> no you're not no. thinking no. of an orlando trip anytime soon
3: no I'll, I'll here's what i'll say if when when this coaster opens if COVID is still happening i i will go but um but i'll be really safe about it but i i'm like not going to be able to wait on this one like i really want to ride this i've yeah. the same way with hagrid's like the second it opened i went down there and i i did it and i was really happy that i did oh
2: yeah you did it we we did it and did a whole episode about it oh my god yes. what a what a blast so it's great. amazing
3: it's so good they did such a great job of course like you know with their with universal's animatronics they're always lacking and whenever you go to disney and then go to universal it's always like i mean there's a marked difference in like the quality of their animatronics but they did what they did and i'm really happy they used practical sets and effects and it was a real thrill ride and I, they were super ambitious with it and I think it was fucking great
2: yeah yeah but yeah, thing I might have sat out if you had not called me out as a no launch I might have missed what I called the best ride yeah. in Orlando had I not yeah. made some done some internal work it might take that spot for me for the mummy yeah oh it was really it was mummy and now maybe Hagrid's.
3: For me, yes, because because Hagrid delivers on the same thing I was talking about with The Mummy, which is it's a real thrill ride that has narrative elements, which is what I think these things should be. And it's like, it takes up a lot of space and it makes sense. Um, you know, you You, you feel... sort of, like,
2: need launches to make this possible because you have to, like... It's, it's pretty hard to start a ride and then it just goes and goes and goes. Like, you need slowdowns and stops and pacing to really... Tell a story and give you a full narrative experience. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But before we go to Mummy, I will just ask Matt, do you have any? I mean, everything's canceled pretend, potentially at this yeah, point. Do you yeah. have any epic universe?
3: scoop type I do things. I do um, probably not much more than you guys know but I know that the lands the planned lands were um, obviously in the Super Nintendo world and then there was a classic monsters area which I was really excited
0: yes, about. Yes, I've been yes. waiting
3: for them to do this for so long I've been waiting for them to commit to how good they are at at, at horror um, and bring that uh, Halloween Horror Night's energy all year round with a land and I think that what they had planned was really cool it was um do you know about this the kooka was- arm thing Yes, it was yeah. a similar to the Forbidden Journey style, but it was actually going to be on an actual roller coaster track. Yeah, and I saw that. It was going to be um, with all the classic monsters, and then their idea for an expansion was they were going to do the Creature of the Black Lagoon, which is like a Jaws type thing. Whoa! So wow. that was going to that that <laughs> was going to come in the years to come, which we probably won't see until like you know twenty thirty now. Yeah, but, um, yeah.
1: I mean, oh, the Universal Monsters stuff the, feels like Money in the Bank like it feels like it's it's
3: it's such a and there's going to be a huge amphitheater there like where they were going to do some type of show um but it's so obvious to me that that's what they're missing because they're so good at it and it's such a part of the universals history and brand so Mm -hmm. that there was obviously um uh another harry potter expansion it was going to be more focused on um uh fantastic beasts which for me sucks but that's what they were doing (laughs) and then there was a how to train your dragon land which was going to be more of the kids stuff because um you know uh nintendo is going to be obviously it's for kids but it's more for everyone and there actually are some legit rides there there's going to be the not only the mario kart ride but also the donkey kong roller coaster oh yeah yeah and um then there was a huge dueling launch coaster that was themed to space, which was like just in the hub of the park. It wasn't themed to any p- particular wow. land. What? Yeah. Oh all yeah. Right. You have to look at the concept art because it's all, Oh, it's the, all there. The curvy building
1: like off to the one oh, side. Yeah, yeah. It's,
3: it's somehow themed to space and there's a restaurant there that's themed to space, but basically the central hub of the Epic universe was basically going to be themed to elements. So you're getting water, fire, earth, and then air and they were i think they, they were connecting space with that somehow but there's like a fire barbecue restaurant they were going to do between classic monsters and super nintendo world there was like a very cool like waterfront um more fine dining restaurant that was like water themed and there was going to be smaller attractions throughout that central hub because the way that they're going to end up doing it Again, this was all pre-COVID, this was all announced, but it's basically going to be you enter each land with the wristband that you have. It's like you can just walk to the park and do whatever. Somehow, I don't know how they were going to do this, but it wasn't like you walk into Islands of Adventure and you're in the park now. It's like you have to enter each land. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there was that huge hotel that they were building, um, which is like their major resort. Right. Um, but they were really trying something different with it i think there's going to be almost entirely virtual queues um because that's the way that they want to go after the success with it that they feel they've had um but yeah i was really excited about yeah stuff. Were-
0: yeah i mean the telecom them being owned by a telecom is maybe mm-hmm. the only saving grace that it won't take another 20 years for them to do it
3: you know, they have the money. I think it's just that they want to just hold a second to yes. wait to see just exactly what's happening. I think that, you know, come November, we're going to be seeing like what the next four years are going to look like. And mm-hmm. I think that that's that's actually going to, huge. Um, so are I think you that saying that waiting. Epic
2: Universe is, that the, the Biden's election causes Epic Universe and Trump's election. But that's like,
3: actually exactly what I'm saying, and this is intel that I have, is that if you vote for Biden, Epic Universe will happen, and if you vote for Trump, it won't. So um, if that's keeping you undecided on the couch, if, if that's going to get you undecided off the couch, then I'm happy to say it here. Every That's me. I was leaning Trump, and but now... Yeah, we now were now all leaning in very Trump. I care my about. gosh. Especially all the Florida voters I just insulted. Apologies. Um, but you say, if the yeah. Epic Universe comes, I think they're willing to... Vote for Biden. I hope so. I hope that's enough. But, you know, they're they're like almost done with the one in Hollywood. Like they've constructed the entire um, Mario Kart ride Mm -hmm. building and they're pretty much like hard at work at the rest of the framing of the steel framing of the rest of the land. But I think that, um, you know, just around the corner here at Universal Studios Hollywood, we have a pretty decently uh, finished Mario Kart ride. So I all think right. we
1: will at least get to do that within the next two years. I, yes. I have also heard that with the park being closed, they are finally getting around to fixing the last scenes of the Jurassic World ride. Like, yeah, oh, that's, putting that's in almost 100% done. Yeah. All the full, like the full kit and caboodle that they kind of like rushed through. What were y'all's thoughts
3: on the Jurassic World revamp when you did it? Um, we, we
0: basically, I will, I'll speak for myself. There's some cool stuff, but there's, it's like miss, it's like missing, it feels missing pieces. There's long stretches where nothing kind of happens. I like the tank thing. Fine. But is it better than the glory and majesty of
2: Jurassic Park from the old ride? I don't think it is. I, I, I'm surprised how much I liked it, and some of it replaces. You're right; that goes away, but it replaces just some perfunctory. Here's where we turn around. So I think that part is a plus up. But then after that, yeah, it feels like there are less dinosaurs, which is in no scenario a good thing.
0: And there, and like supposedly from, like hopefully the redo fixes it because I do kind of like this weird like habitat they have going now at the top of yeah. the lift hill, but. It's like the B mode, supposedly, where it's just like what is the what's that crazy dinosaur's name? I don't even remember. The, the
1: Indominus, di- uh, Indominus Rex. Is that right? <laughs> I think it is Wait, the so. the big bad
3: villain dinosaur in these movies. Yeah. 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 yeah, the, the Irex, Indominus in, in Rex. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah I yeah. loved I loved the new scene. I will say, like the the they really modernized it to Jurassic World. I felt like when you come over and there's like the park map, mm-hmm. and um you go around and then. Of course, it is screens, which sucks, and I feel like we need to lay, lay off the screens, which we've we've said. Um, but for me, it's like, at least there was... Like, I liked that we specifically visited a scene from the movie, which mm-hmm. is with that huge underwater dinosaur, and the water effect I thought was cool, and um, anything that gets that fucking brontosaurus or whatever that that had been there out of here that because the thing <laughs> barely works and moves i thought it was so lame slowly so falling it, over the skin it was, just melting was so off. so bad and i'm now realizing i i've said the f curse a couple times and i know we have a parent that listens that doesn't like that
1: so i'm going a refrain <laughs> i don't i think at this point a lot of them listen <laughs> <laughs> right. sorry sorry folks at least we're working you know Not mine yeah. but that's I, the, I, the benefit
2: of parents who still have burner cell phones is uh they'll never listen to you say fuck on a podcast
3: well I, i'll be cognizant yeah. of it either way but yes i was really happy they got that fucking brontosaurus out
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah i uh, never i never thought about this part I don't, I don't think i know the brontosaurus well enough i didn't know it needed to be
3: uh, it was shot and put out of its misery it was, it was really bad <laughs> yeah it was it was like so fa- the way if that's going to be the way you set the tone for the ride then it's a huge failure because like now it's like the one in orlando the jurassic park river adventure i have to do it at night because you, you can't see the fucking steel framing around it which is so <laughs> t- shitty and you also can't you notice less that it's like so such a worn piece of mechanics like and then of course it is like but my inner child wants least try to pretend that it's real and i don't want to have to be on an, a pound and a half of edibles for that to be real
1: <laughs> I <laughs> which mean, i am fair. anyway
3: but you know,
1: yeah <laughs> well uh, that's uh, the real thrill ride taking a pound and a half of edibles to the state of florida so <laughs> bingo <laughs> uh
0: i think it's i do think jurassic world is like one extra little dinosaur show scene and then a really cool finale away from being like like yeah. equal in my mind
3: which I think we might get. I mean, the thing is that I think is a real bummer is that they really seem to do nothing with um, the scene that they've turned into the Indominus Rex cage when you first enter the Raptor containment area. Like, what they've done with that is, like, they've made no choices. Like, now I mm-hmm. see they've added, like, that sphere that the, the boys travel in in the movie. They've added, like, a broken sphere to that section, like the gyrosphere. But um, there's no story happening there you just know you, i guess you that's when you find out that something's gone wrong but there should be something happening there should be dinosaurs right. there mm-hmm. we're They're middle
2: for not sure you and get the, wall blood you get some nice wall blood if that does anything for you
3: which it doesn't no not so
2: much <laughs> i'd rather see a robot yes or to see the blood getting splashed or may are produced in the moment
3: the leaked photos of
0: the original concept was the two dinosaur heads like budding heads almost yeah. at the end of it as opposed to one just kind of like 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 a peeping tom in the bushes over looking at the t-rex
3: yeah i think we will get something closer to the concept art um but when i was there which was during halloween horror nights actually like it wasn't even the indominus rex's head they covered it up so yeah. it was literally just the t-rex doing what it always has done and i was like disappointed but for me it's just like if you're working to get the finished product to the place where it needs to be whatever I'll i'll come back i have a season to that place sure but, you know. um i i will say i'll tr-
0: to transition to the topic i was thinking about okay there's two versions of this mummy ride one in hollywood one in florida we know the florida one's better but i almost feel bad now i'm so hurting for going to these theme parks that i feel bad that i have such a negative feeling toward the mummy out here and i feel like once it's back open i will never forsake it again i will i want to go on this n- bad version the chili's two
1: version of the mummy ride so bad i get what you're saying but i just i, know. I cannot second that i yeah uh, the, ride I, I, the ride doesn't have feelings the ride doesn't have feelings don't worry but if you this, if, this is one of my theme park grievances like i when the mummy ride opened in florida i i was so into it and matt i'm so Happy to hear your enthusiasm for this ride because I was going like, am I looking at this through rose-colored glasses? And then when we rode it last fall, I was like, oh no, this is still great. This is still so fun. Especially in 2004, it was like such a a leap ahead, and it's aged so well. It holds up, yeah. And and I think shows like what could have if if the ownership of the park had stabilized a little sooner, like. Oh, if the mummy had been the um, the the standard. early adopter, yeah. the standard, like the screen in that is pretty small, like pretty minor. That still looks good. That looks better than like Transformers and Fast and Furious. Like that little one little screen. Like, but the rest is practical.
3: Yeah, I mean Fast and Furious we don't talk about. I know. But yeah. um <laughs> we haven't gotten there it, yet. It's,
1: it's literally such an embarrassment. It's a um, bummer. I, I was but, the only one who read it, and I have I've just been sitting on the notes of like just bumming everyone out. Yeah, we don't want to do this the sad gray episode that will be. <laughs> it's it's so long and
3: so bad, and it's just there's really very little good about it. Um but anyway. I am a Transformers stand and protector. Like I, mm. I think it's pretty fucking great, I but, agree, um, yes. but, but with the mummy, it's like, and first of all, like something I want to say is this is the first ride, first major e-ticket theme park ride that I was like fully following the progress of online. Even as a kid, I think I was in my early teens. Yeah. 2004. So I was probably 12, 13 when they announced this, um, And I remember them describing it as a psychological thrill ride like they had never done before. Like, they were using all these terms I was really interested in. It was like, we're going to play with all your senses, and it's going to be a high-speed roller coaster. And I remember thinking, this will be really cool if they can pull this off. And the fact that they even came close to what they were describing is pretty unbelievable. And like you said, in 2004, when this opened, like, there wasn't shit like this. There just wasn't. So... You know, I think that if there's one thing that maybe doesn't hold up about it, it's the fact that it's, like, the Brendan Fraser mummy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like, property, I don't think, is something that's, like, evergreen. But the ride itself is evergreen. And it was so ambitious from the beginning. And it it was... It's fun to ride every single time.
2: Yeah. Would I, you give any points to... Probably not the L.A. one. I I learned a little about the Singapore one, which seems like sort of a blend. It's missing elements from Florida, but it uh, does not have the we're making a movie or the Brendan Fraser of it all. Did that um, do do you think uh, are, are those other versions superior at all because they're lacking the little we're making a film with Brendan?
3: You know, I don't think the story fully tracks on the Orlando one. Like, I think that it's a little confusing to go from we're on a set to all of a sudden we're in the in the world. Like I I just think they could have like you said, like, I think we could have committed to being in the world from the top. It's like meta in a way that I don't think it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um But ultimately, if you're able to follow the narrative through the queue, then it does make sense. But who's doing that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's your are and now it doesn't really draw huge lines at all and so you're moving right through the and i always have the express pass so it's like you're moving you're breezing through the queue to the point where you skip all of that um narrative stuff with brendan's character and like the the pa that then dies during the ride it's like you don't know who that is so when you're just going right through and you're already in the uh Ancient Egypt section, like you miss all of that. Whereas, I do think if I'm going to give one prop to the Hollywood version, it's just we're in the world of the Mummy. You know what I mean? Like it's, this yeah. is what Preferable. it is. It's not too complicated. It's easily accessible. You don't need and you don't need it to be.
2: I, I went on in, in 2019, not not knowing any of that. I knew there was like that beat in the middle where the we you think the ride stopped, it, but I didn't know the story. Or Reggie, I had no idea about Reggie. Yeah, Reggie, the, PA. Reggie, right. the assistant I, production assistant. Oh, the assistant, right, yes. Um, but I, yeah. I, I, did the single writer. I think we all might have. So I, I literally had no idea what was happening when there was a red hat on a mummy. <laughs> Yeah, I truly yeah. just literally didn't even see
3: that. I think Which that is, is an the issue.
2: Way, they need to represent that somehow even in the single writer.
3: It's not how that's supposed to be. So under all that like mummy bondage stuff that he's got on is like an actual human animatronic but um, the effect of like when Imhotep blows the smoke or, or like sucks the life out of him like him going back to mummification like that was like too much and also that Imhotep uh animatronic barely works <laughs> so much about that ride is like um just working in like a beta function
2: mm. oh really wait yeah. i didn't know any of it. it was so they wrapped it up as a way to get around that they didn't make a perfect reggie like
3: no it was just the effect of the mummification happening was too precarious it was just like not working
2: wow i think this
3: is true i'm almost positive this is true but it's not like a supposed to be a mummy animatronic it's supposed to be a reggie animatronic that then gets like turned into that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it just Mm -hmm. was this technology just wasn't there yet for it to look good and run like every 30 seconds yeah and in the hollywood version a mummy
3: was supposed to jump on the car oh really i didn't know that yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) And, that, and then they, that they had worked? to cut. They had to cut. So it was like a hydraulic thing. It was like the mummy was going to hop onto the car and then pull back. Um, I forget. It's like in the beginning of the ride. It's like so short that who even knows what what that means. But they had so many plans for what they were going to do that they ended up landing. They reached for the moon and landed on a star. Let's just say that. <laughs> I mean, they got, I really, yeah, they got pretty close. Yeah. And, there's so many impressive things, especially
0: for what, this is 2004? Yeah. Like, crazy stuff that you wouldn't expect. Because, like, 2004 was a long time ago. Like, Rise of the Resistance is 16 years
2: later. and
1: Maybe like, in yeah. Rise of the
2: Resistance era, they could, if they built this new in 2020, maybe they'd get everything right.
1: Yeah. Right. The um, Singapore one, uh, built in 2010 cost half as much as the hollywood and florida ones and it doesn't have like the fake out scene. it has a scene it doesn't have the fake out loading scene but it has an extra um Imhotep there and the book of the living which i guess it was it, their version is much clearer story wise and it's as yeah. long as the florida one and somehow it cost half as much i don't know how they did that But the queue and building look incredibly detailed.
3: I think probably because they made it so long after the original rides. Like, there's a lot about, like, a lot of the money that they spend goes to, like, sets that they have to originally create. So that's why you see, like, a lot of carbon copies. Like, that's why Transformers is the same, exactly the same in so many different universal parks and the same thing is going to be true with mario kart like they're going to be and harry potter for what it's worth the entire land is just like copy pasted because it's so much cheaper so maybe that went into how much cheaper the singapore mummy is because they could essentially just recreate a lot of it without without it being exactly the same maybe Um
2: how do we even get into that I mean we've sort of said it but the, the the basic idea of the Florida one is that you are on the set of not The Mummy Returns but a different mummy sequel Revenge called of the Revenge the of the Mummy. Called
1: Revenge yeah. of the Mummy. You are not on the set of The Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor the third <laughs> in the Steven summers <laughs> Mummy series. And and the tone of the videos is very much
0: like Christopher Guest light maybe like <laughs> yeah you know, kind of that vibe
3: of like which we're
0: just having a it's a little jokey there's some quirky characters
3: yeah it's like a mockumentary yeah yeah which that I mean, probably it, took a long time to shoot and now it's like people are just walking right by it. it's like you really booked brendan frazier for this like <laughs> fucking what's her name rachel Vice was like i'm not doing that
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's not present <laughs> i get nothing from this
0: it's like in the movies the mummy movies are like kind of light I don't know, were they thinking, like, these videos would balance out the dark? Because the ride is very dark. a very scary ride. The queue
3: is really dark, too. You can't see shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So were they thinking, like, oh, we'll do this whimsical, this fun little light pre-show to balance?
3: Like, it is curious to me why they would go completely that tone of, like, we're just goofing around. Well, you have to remember they're obsessed with how things are made. So sure. maybe they maybe they felt this was like a subversion on that like it's around that area of the park where at the time they did have like you know earthquake which then became disaster ride it out which is, so there is like there's something to be said about them potentially making a comment on the way their other attractions work. So it's like see behind the scenes props from the movie etc and then there's a twist. You know cuz this this ride at the time was really them saying we're changing the way we do things and that's where i think it got it gets like a little heady is they were commenting on the type of universal ride that they've always done
0: right this is maybe that
3: is this the last like big ride they
0: made where they had to sort of put in like how the movies are made perhaps i so. mean it yeah. seems
3: like they really lost that after this right but, but and and this and again this wasn't even that i think it was like truly a transition out of that right because now it's like there's none of that in the park anymore
0: because simpsons opens a couple years after this like four and, years
3: later and that really isn't Florida. how
0: the simpsons are made or anything
3: no which it's is, just we're in the world of the simpsons which is right. what it should be i mean right. i think that's great like harry potter is just like welcome to the wizarding world it's it which i think is what it should be and i think you know that's what islands of adventure does so well is it's like we're transporting you into worlds whereas universal studios used to be ride the movies and there was like a bts element to it which they've really left behind i think so they can capitalize on just getting into the ip mm-hmm. and the most successful of
2: the early rides i think easily was back to the future which never had any behind the scenes component like they should have learned
3: then and jaws that- as well jaws as well i mean oh, yeah. like it, it was just this was your encounter with Jaws and back to the future was back to the future was so fun because you really felt like you were going to, you were doing that, you know, like yeah. back in the day, back to the future. That was like, I mean, truly chef's kiss and you know, Terminator for the same reason. Like I really enjoyed that when I, when it first came out years ago, I was like, this felt like a really specific only universal could do it. This, this um, very perfectly fits with the IP um, Would any
2: listener be upset if we just, we've done a lot of these attractions. Can we just do Terminator and Back of the Future again? Because we just and make no new observations no. or new twists. I, I just want to talk about them again.
1: I keep thinking about, like, I know there's stuff in my notes we never got to on, like, uh, who cares? The let's just say all the same shit. I mean, Shot yeah. for Shy remake. How many times <laughs> has Doughboys gone to Burger King at this point? Let's be real. Um,. <laughs> uh shots fired yeah fuck
2: you doughboys spoons fired (laughs) no but i mean people wanna
1: you know they got (laughs) we got
2: it jason you hate doughboys okay all right um (laughs) you're gonna you've always just pretended to like them we know the
0: last of the three of us to do the show we get the axe
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey everybody tim heidecker here with huge news office
0: hours live recorded another episode live it was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on M-A-X.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger Fourth.
1: Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the
3: fifth.
0: We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you if you find us on the podcast app of your choice,
3: now. Wait, you guys haven't done The Mummy yet? what no we have not no, done this the, mummy the this right one. now no we, god i we, can't we, believe it took you guys this long to do the mummy you guys have been doing out. this podcast for so long oh there's
2: long. there's giant ones we haven't got giant there's glaringly ones. God, obvious what ones what an we honor haven't honor
3: to be the person
1: that's the oh, mummy wow we and i've had it I, we've had it like earma- earmarked for you i was like well you, you we gotta have matt back on for the mummy and yeah, like, we talked yes. about it a bunch because what we? did we do the first time twister ride it out twister wow yeah
3: yes 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 no wait a minute did very, you just say good. disaster
2: but say disaster write it out because i was like i love how. oh you know, i messed up it i out. messed up what was the disaster up. subtitle
3: disaster a major your, exclamation point a,
1: yeah, a major
3: picture starring you so
2: stupid i, I, I like so.
1: <laughs> um but since you mentioned terminator and we talked about jaws i think mummy might be the last of universal's uh, chip on its shoulder of like we're not Disney. We're a little more cutting. We're a little edgier because like mm-hmm. the um yeah the ride itself gets very dark. But those queue yeah, lines very. are uh pretty sarcastic the q video is pretty sarcastic a little mean like every everyone kind of like dumps on reggie a lot i think they're well, they're not killing
3: people in pre-shows and rides anymore you know what i mean like That's we used true. to watch kimberly duncan get choked out by the terminator and they 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 they, <laughs> they, 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 they like literally to death and like w- they've pulled off that i remember the one time i i went back like in later years when terminator was like happening the terminator came up out of the stage and kimberly duncan just goes i'm going to get security and walk off, and I'm like, oh, enough people complained about watching a woman get killed. Get killed.
1: Uh, six times oh, a day. Yeah. Wow. yeah.
3: Interesting. But but like with this ride, it's like, you know, Reggie dies.
1: He dies. Yeah, he eats so it really painfully. Uh there there is one very funny shot because some of the YouTube ride throughs um got capture some of the pre-show videos and there's one very funny shot where he's just like crouched on the ground wiping up a spill with paper towels and as someone who did a fair amount of pa work uh when i was younger that i found very relatable and very funny because he (laughs) looks so shitty and uncomfortable (laughs)
3: <laughs> they used to really be unconcerned about like optics on that stuff. They were just like, we're universal and we're setting ourselves apart. And all these rides are rated PG 13. The rides used to literally have ratings. Um, I remember that. Like, it was like, th- <laughs> like in the park map, it'd be like Terminator yeah. two is PG 13. Um, which I like thought was kind movies, of cool. You know? Yeah. But, um, and obviously like Halloween Horror Nights was like a rated R experience. Cause that's like so brutal and like, oh, so that's violent what R and is. so insane. It's just all of that. Yeah, so it's just like that's their ex- that's their version of that, but it does seem like they are only interested in pushing the envelope in that regard now with humor, mm. oh. ish. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I couldn't. I, I'll say this. Like I think I might have even said this on the podcast last time. But when I went to Halloween Horror Nights a few years ago, like I saw the Bill and Ted show, and it was right before the election. It was so dark and it was, it was it was so rough to be there in florida like and listen what did to people they do cheer. then what was they like simple- for trump a lot and like there was like uh. someone playing trump and there was someone playing hillary and like whenever hillary come out it was just like honestly i should have known what was going to happen because it was just groans and boos and like at her very image which i'm sure would happen now if, like they had like a biden or a kamala like i shudder to think what the reaction would be. Um what but shockingly they,
2: like Biden comes out and they chew, Yeah, voice of reason
3: <laughs> Yeah, I Same mean like anything any, Right. But I just I have such a fear of what the actual mentality is there. No, um no, no, I certainly. was literally there and saw it and then the election was weeks later and obviously it went the way it went. But um I think like if they're willing to do that, then again it was Halloween horror nights. Like at least there is like they have the spirit of that in them like they'll they'll go for it but we haven't seen it in actual rides probably because they're like always gonna be there and they have to commit to the murder of someone <laughs> whereas like in a seasonal show it's like yeah we can kind of make a joke here and there we might not ordinarily do pull it pretend it never happened you didn't see yeah, that. also there's a there's a murder of a woman in revenge of the mummy too like that ride operator gets gutted and her blood splashes on you Yes. Oh, yeah that's true wait is like, there blood literally in there?
1: yes yes it's a water wait, effect or it, i always oh i don't remember that i always it's thought it, it's it was the broken glass i always thought it was no. simulating the glass breaking mm,
3: to it? me it's like woman dies you get splashed like that to me feels like the the insinuation is supposed to be that it's blood
1: hmm. okay could it could
3: be glass and blood it could be both okay yeah. <laughs> is, is,
2: is i have a, a thing about um bo- both of those specific iterations of imotep uh is it weird that i find imotep cute like the <laughs> way he the way he moves he's just like a little weird dumb. like the the way his arm uh catches reggie he's just so like little and what what does it remind me of um I, I like, I don't know, like if you, if you take a villain and like shrink him down, it's the opposite of my big stuff problem. He just seems like he's like, he's only like four foot five is his movements are so like,
3: um, he just has, little he has- and jerky. Emotep has girl boss diva energy. I mean, basically, Emotep just put his hand up in in Reggie's face and sucked his soul out, and it was not (laughs) even a thing, honey. He came through, kills you, you, you. He says, your souls are mine. Death is only the beginning. Girl, he is turning iconic lines in the ride. Death is only the beginning? Talk dirty to me, Dad. Like, it's so just erotic with the power that that has. (laughs) We have no choice but to stand oh we have no we had no choice join me and uh savor uh, riches savor riches for all eternity (laughs) yeah or refuse and savor a more bitter
2: treasure savor yeah Yeah, there's he has a power doesn't he (laughs) oh
3: yeah hon i mean like we're we're talking about um and then what does he say um when you when you fall back after the scarab beetles he's like um nothing not even the magi can save you now i was like oh <laughs> yes damn <laughs> i'm about to get taken care absolutely of and then they she shoot you shoot through his mouth it's very sexual the ride yeah, yeah. Really so, yeah about-
2: serve me and savor. yeah these are all very these are uh they're sexual verbs aren't they mm-hmm.
0: scott when and you say we- cute were you just being like a little bit like you were bearing
2: the lead that you also were kind of getting a little worked up by this guy it, it was less no i think it was less i was thinking cute more like a pet like, he oh, just okay. seems like, you know, the energy of a big dog, but he's little and he tries to act tough. Mm. That's that's what I was thinking. But oh, I saw so you weren't, the you ravaging weren't, aspect you as well. You weren't erotically interested. Gotta, not, gotta, gotta. Uh, not then, but after your description, that that changes everything. I got yeah. a lot of thinking
3: to do. Launch queen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Arnold, this I'm
3: not taking the queen, queen part
2: out. That's staying. <laughs> nope. It's just, just nope. the no left. That's all. Nope.
0: Uh, he is, you know, he's an underrated character, I feel like, just in general. Like, yeah. we all talk about the, obviously, IP characters. You know, you're uh, Vin Diesel on what's, what's Dom, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is a character that's not so famous that deserves a lot more attention, you know, like Rex Star Tours or... Uh, any of the other like in theme park characters?
2: Well, yeah, Mike, you're in, you're talking to us from a shelf uh, full of park stars, you know, and, and the little you know characters, dolls of characters who are only in Disney parks. There's no such thing at Universal. They're they're much lighter on the merch and worshiping characters. Not, I mean, Ema in the movies too, but yeah, there should absolutely be the the toy of Rex there or be uh, a the Rexes. Ema tap.
0: This is I'm look, holding up smart one. Uh, park oh, yes. star. He's very cute, but there should be an Emotep cute little Vinyl figure you can get
2: That's and with he- my proportions thing, me calling Him cute, it'd be the most adorable Like two inch tall little guy
0: And they I- could sell a sexy one And just a kind of a cute one as well Like they could do a full one where he has full Like male anatomy and then they could do one Where he's like a little short stout Vinyl where Or character. he's like
2: just gotten The pecs off of one of the bodies That he's um, yeah. You know, stolen parts from I half watched the Brendan Fraser mummy the other night I sort of understand they have I mean I'm a toy collector
0: I have you know I have these cute vinylmations but I also have what's called hot toys and they are about their one-sixth scale they're a little expensive and i have an adam west that is fully like a man he's a fully little man they call that a hot toy that's the brand it's called hot toys that's not a joke
2: <laughs> whoa it's just
0: the who brand and they make a lot of uh you know one-sixth scale toys that are realistic proportions and they're very cool very dynamic and i feel like let's
2: get a, a one of these with emotep. Yep. who's on your shelf who's on your park stars shelf who you'd like to see a little more fleshed out like a, a done a little more hot toy style um
0: well uh certainly i would like a full mark twain hot toy
2: <laughs> <laughs> the buff mark twain buff that's mark really good
0: uh let's see here uh i also think that uh while a famous Performer Wally Bogue. From, oh, the star. The golden, of the golden horseshoe. horseshoe. Wow, yeah. you do
3: collect toys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my
0: God. This isn't even the half of it. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, yeah, there's other. I mean, maybe a full hunk Mr. Potato Head
2: doll. Yeah, oh. A carved up. You sort of like, yeah, like, you know, slice those sides up a little bit, crunch them in. And uh, yeah, he's yeah. looking good. Uh,
3: totally.
0: But oh, oh, one last one. Uh, adventurers club oh Man. yes cute. the
1: the general the general or the major cute mm. Yeah.
2: Mm.
1: a lot oh. of possibilities
2: here a lot of possibilities for merch yeah but give us our, our our universal park stars for sure why don't they have a brand like that they do they have, like, we all they do, but they no one do. buys them
1: well i mm. bought well, i got my dad the they had a john hammond one uh i got him that when we were down in florida it was so hard to find i saw it at one and i had to keep going back to stores because the stock was so inconsistent. But it's mostly like, that was the main good one. The rest was like, Woody Woodpecker, and then a faceless creature with like a film strip for a face that just <laughs> said Universal <laughs> Orlando. Uh, who, who is
2: it, that? It was That's nothing. It was strippy? Like, I've never heard of strippy before.
1: It, it was like, uh, nothing. But yeah, I, they should definitely make an Imhotep vinyl guy. I mean, I, I am of the mind that Universal should make a another Brendan Fraser mu they should just do another one.
0: They, You're a big fan, I think, Jason,
1: I of think, these movies. I think especially like the you first were one. born. Yes. Uh I, I think it's they're the they're the perfect like Saturday afternoon on TNT uh movies. And I also think that we're due for a Fraser Sans. Like I think Brendan Fraser needs <laughs> to have his Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Like where is Brendan Fraser's big prestige movie? You know, you forget
3: he was in Crash. (laughs) Oh yeah, okay, that's
2: true. The the best picture, and what we all agree, it was the best picture of the the decade. Really, move
1: the country forward. You know, (laughs) had a (laughs) lot to say.
2: (laughs) The problems we're having now are just because everybody forgot about Crash. Everyone, yeah, watching it now
3: certainly wouldn't make things way worse. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> i've never seen i literally don't know what's contained a, in the movie crash it's a bad movie it's a oh boy. mess I, that's yeah. so i've heard
3: bad irresponsibly written movie and yeah. won the oscar for best picture? Best, picture, best, picture. best picture yes for sure it beat Brokeback back mountain oh First
0: yeah back. and that was like a
3: shock at the time i think very much so yeah, that was like because because oh. one was a very good movie and one was bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember this now. So it really sh- it sent shockwaves through the industry, but not really because the industry is homophobic. <laughs> sure, of <laughs>
0: yeah. course. Um, so hold on, where was I? I just have pictures of Imatep up here now.
3: <laughs> oh wow, Hell we we're yeah. talking about his his sex appeal slash cuteness, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it is.
0: I almost like forget. Because he's obviously not featured enough in Hollywood, so I sort of forget him. Mm-hmm. He's 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 featured, but it's just not in like the animatronic is so good in Florida, mm-hmm. and his presence is kind of he does he drop does he drop from the ceiling? I'm actually confused now. No, in
3: Hollywood. that's Hollywood.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying what what is he featured? He's his head is featured,
3: but you go through his mouth in the launch, and also he's in the beginning of the ride, and you know, like I guess his like visage is like present throughout the roller coaster parts and like um you know I guess you're you're sort of teased at the end like he's not really dead. Right because he yeah haunts Brendan Fraser when he gets his cup of coffee. Um Um, what do we think of that
2: part? What's everybody's opinion about the the Brendan Fraser coffee gag?
3: I mean again if you didn't know that he was wanting coffee in the pre-show that means nothing to you. And so, yeah. like, it's got to literally mean nothing to, I'm going to go ahead and say, 95% of the people that ride it in any, on any given day.
1: It's very yeah. much a piece of the Men in Black, the Fake World's Fair bookends. Of the ride, yeah. which mm-hmm. you really miss if you do... because They didn't really think about the express pass as much back then when designing stuff, that there would be separate lines. So, yeah. there, you could go to Men in Black, totally skip the setup, and just go right into the headquarters.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's
1: kind of an odd ending and I, and I guess with that we
2: should say uh you survived podcast ride that's the end of pff, wrong prepare to forfeit your
1: <laughs> afternoon
2: our <laughs> one is only the beginning
1: <laughs> i uh, it's the best I mean. it's the fake out ending of the ride in 2004 it's good now in 2004 it was m- mind-blowing and i mean we
3: also have to say like that's the part with the roof on fire which is like the ceiling
1: rather that's amazing
3: i mean like that holds up so much it's so impressive it's so hot like and i miss them doing fire effects obviously i don't like probably for environmental reasons they're not doing it all the time but that to me is such a strength of the ride and it makes me so reminiscent of the days of jaws when that tanker would explode Thats oh all. My universal, God. there
2: were so many in both Hollywood and Orlando so many opportunities to feel uncomfortably hot to be real close to real flame a lot of gas smells I associate Universal with the smell of real gas they've replaced yeah. i think
0: I think theme park they've replaced maybe real fire with what we I think deemed steam fire mm-hmm. yeah, on the last yeah. one of the oh, last yeah we episodes. like steam
2: fire. We decided that,
0: and I think I'm assuming a you know safer, cheaper. So that's probably the way of the future but yes there is something
3: because like nothing freaks your body out like a flame yeah. right yeah it puts you in a sense of real danger it's like um like whenever I'm riding Spider-man and they decide not to do that effect with the fire when the Green goblin throws the ball mm-hmm. I'm always like bummed because I I, I, yeah. I know what it's like to be doing that and then have that fire happen It's so unbelievably impressive right and and
1: urgent.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and they do the same thing on Transformers, right? It's the same exact he shoots. It's a missile, yeah, missile, yeah.
1: And Disney doesn't. Yeah, Disney's
0: Disney's track record with fire. There's the fire on Indiana Jones, but they don't really. Yeah, you're not close to the flame shooting up on Indiana Jones. Fantastic Canyon,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah which Mm -hmm. hasn't been there for years. I mean, like, and, and like even like Rise of the Resistance, like. I just felt like something was missing with Rise of the Resistance when I did it. I, I, was know, like, really? I was so blown away by this. Like I, I think it's so amazing what they were able to do, but there was a sense of danger that was missing for me. I hmm. think I said that I felt like the
0: ride vehicle, uh, like Indiana Jones, the ride vehicle shakes a lot and gives you that sense of I'm in danger the whole time, and it's such a smooth ride. It was the whole so time smooth. Yeah. that until there's only a couple scenes where you feel like oh crap, like when you're when those guns are going. You're like a little bit like, am I going to crash into the gun? But other than that, you're not maybe experiencing like no, blaster yeah. fire.
3: I respect what they were able to do with it. But I think like like those blasters firing off, like I wasn't scared. Like I, I just, I felt like um maybe this is because I'm 30. But, um you know, <laughs> I, I and I'm not doing this as a 12-year-old. But um I just felt like I think it is primarily... Exactly what you're saying. The motion of the vehicle did not make me feel like there was enough chaos. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah, because I think that was a big when they were doing Indiana you know, Jones, trying to figure out how the vehicle would like make you feel like you were really going through the thing and you were really gonna like tip over at any moment. And I think that might have been. Yeah, that might have benefited from it. Yeah. A little a little, 100%. Just a little goes a long way, probably. Obviously, it's like a cool ride vehicle. And like it works. I, I did the Pooh's Honey Hut in Japan, which is the same ride. And that's a much that's a more of a property, maybe, for a nice smooth ride.
3: Sure. I um, would agree.
2: Yeah. So and anyway, we like that. What do we think of ride vehicles here? I mean, you could, we, we haven't talked about that a ton besides the launch. It is a cool I like that it's this little like stout roller coaster car and you feel it because it's not a big long train you feel like you're able to really whip around corners and i I like the the bluntness of the mummy vehicle uh
1: yeah i read a really interesting thing i never knew about this um uh there was uh, there's a theme park insider article from 2004 right before the hollywood uh one opened and the ride vehicles weigh themselves at the loading station Mm -hmm. so that it can like compensate for the weight of the vehicle throughout the ride so like they joke like if it's a ri- a car full of like football players versus a car full of children like the ride can counterbalance that hmm. and I hmm. never really knew they that. They used to do that
3: with Dueling Dragons so that they could meet exactly at the same time. Oh yeah um, during the lift hill, they would get weighed and that's why one car would stop and one would um keep going to catch up to a certain place so that they they would know like once they started going they would meet up at the places where you're supposed to have near misses but that's a thing that they're able to do yeah
2: these
3: smart um, vehicles it's it's
0: crazy seeing a roll i mean i guess i'm trying to think how many seats does hulk have on one car is it the same
3: as this i think four a uh, row eight rows 32
0: uh-huh. I don't, if for whatever reason, the vehicle seems like very impressive to be a crazy fast roller coaster and just be on, like, it looks like it's just on this piece of metal and there's so many seats on it.
3: This is four rows of four seats, so it's 16, yeah. 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 Um, I will say, and this is mostly
0: a Hollywood situation, and we, I talked a little bit about it on the uh, Six Flags episode, this ride vehicle, especially when I did it a couple times in Florida because I'm kind of tall and because of the way the seat goes up, it Oftentimes can crush my genitals uh, and I really have to make a conscious effort getting into it to adjust myself to not feel like my penis is going inside my body. <laughs>
3: I don't have penile issues on this, but what I do think is like the way the seats are there, you sit super upright Mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's a very hard back. Like it's not like a cushy back for your head. So the scene where you go into the um, scarab beetle section and then you roll backwards, when you pull up to the scarab beetles, it stops so short. So hard. Yeah. And and, it really hard. And it does the same thing in the fake unload. It stops really hard. And you, you hit you, you, really have to be careful there to not hit the back of your head and so that's the one thing I do say to people that um, I'm doing the ride with for the first time I'm like hey for this part just like lean forward a little bit you know because because, because if your head's back like you're going to go oh, yeah it's right. nice of you. there are yeah little things
0: like that that I think I'm okay on it now but I remember the first time I went on it and it was I think that head the head thing too and how hard the chair is I think I did all the I had all the mistakes happen to me the first Mm. couple times on it
2: well can i say what happened in hollywood uh to me and really i think why I, i misjudged the whole franchise i think for a long time i didn't know how much better florida was and i was highly anticipating this in 2004 and i think i just got thrown by seeing one article that hyped it up too much. There was some art might've been LA times or something that said, this is universal's answer to the Indiana Jones adventure, or maybe even that they were going to top it. So I'm getting on that, Mm. uh, that that Hollywood mummy with that expectation. I'm about to go on something that is better potentially than the Indiana Jones adventure. And as we know, not even close, it's not even close to the Florida mummy itself. So I, I've kind of always scorned, and and at the time I was a no lunch queen. So all of that factored into me just not going on this ride in in Hollywood for many many years.
1: Um, mm. It it's crazy to think about because uh, the Hollywood version opened like a month after the Orlando one, which I don't think I ever really knew. They cost the same amount of money. One is much shorter. I would say very compromised. The same summer, the Compromised Tower of Terror opens a California Adventure, so that was just the yes. summer of abridged <laughs> rides in Southern California. I of,
2: of loser West Coast cousins.
1: I, I when I first came out here and I I think I had just been at Universal Orlando and then a month or so later was at Universal Hollywood and rode the Mummy and I was like what the fuck was that like I was so confused because I will I'll grant that it's simpler story wise but I don't think they ever did a good job communicating the story in the queue or the story, especially the ending was always so janky. And then I read so abrupt. It's It's, it it just ends. It just ends. And then I read this, I found this article from 16 years ago and they had a fully fleshed out backstory. It made so much more sense to me. And I'm like, how did you get, how did you mess this up? Like, I don't, I, uh, it's just a mind boggling
3: just to like play devil's advocate on the ending of the Hollywood version, because the first time I did it, it did just end. And I'm so used to the Hollywood, the, the Florida version, which, um, so commits to completing its narrative Yeah. <laughs> as we've discussed. <laughs> but the thing about it is like, there is something about the fact that it just ends, um, on like Imhotep's laugh and like the, the eclipse, like yeah. that makes, that is like an eerie ending. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you almost believe that you've been a part of like the re-release of him into the world. So that, to me, I think works for me if I take a second to justify it. But I mean, flat out, it does just end. And then all of a sudden you're in the load station and it feels like, well, did that just happen? But I do think that thematically and narratively it does keep its integrity
1: it, well because it's like the eclipse is bringing him back it's giving him the power and then the eclipse ends and then he like disappeared like the he, he loses his power is is what i saw and so like that kind mm. of makes sense but like i just i don't i don't think they did a great job setting it up and a few years ago they did tweak it a little but it's like well that didn't really add anything it was a real lateral move
2: I thought the, wait, I thought the eclipse killed him. I thought I that's no what was
3: idea. happening. I, I, I didn't take it as that. I, I, or maybe it did. I don't know. I, it's been a it's been a bit. None
2: of us know. I mean, that's yeah. not a good sign. What does an eclipse do to
3: Emotep? I've also done the one in Florida, I think, upwards of like uh, uh, probably over 50 times. And I've done <laughs> the one in Hollywood like three or four yeah
2: is it do you like actively avoid it have you been in that park and gone now nah, it's not I'm bother. only
3: recently living in Los Angeles so it's like I've only been a couple times mm-hmm. and then I'd only done it like once or twice before that like on vacations and stuff so I've think it's not that I avoid it in fact that's actually my favorite part because I love them and I do enjoy the Hollywood mummy I can accept that it's not the Florida one like it's not bad Mm. I think it might even be the best thing down there because because Jurassic World I haven't been able to see and like it's completely fleshed out state yet but that is my favorite section and especially when Mario Kart is done that area is going to be it's going to be all about the lower lot yeah yeah, uh, yeah. The, the area is gentrified
2: with the existence of mario kart um, yeah
0: i basically yeah like i i really what i was saying earlier was i've been not able to go and i was not going to mummy i would skip mummy now and you know we take for granted things in our lives and now during quarantine i think all i a was lesson. saying let this yeah. be a lesson <laughs> always go on mummy it's a privilege even though it's the airport version of the orlando version
3: I always feel like that though like I always do every ride because I never know when it's going to be the last time. Like yeah. I always will go on ET when I'm there because I you never know when it's going to be the last time. Like it could be any day. For example, um with Jaws, like I didn't know the time that I did it was the last time I had ever done it. And I almost had the instinct to go, to go down there and do it one more time because that was truly the end of an era, but I always make sure that I have Logged hours on these things in case they're gonna go away. Like I always do, Poseidon's Fury because I feel like its days are numbered. Yes, um, I I just always want to like have it fresh in my memory and and you know the the one that uh, we talked about this last time I was on but Twister, you know, um I would do it every single time I was there because I just knew they couldn't rely on that movie in the long term because it wasn't <laughs> like it's not one that you remember forever like Jaws or Back to the Future or you know whatever um but Water that's World. what I, I genuinely miss yeah Waterworld, which they're dying on the hill of every single day <laughs> it seems to work i don't know i don't yeah. think well, it's a full Waterworld
2: area somewhere yeah it's right, huge well, it's that's huge. strange You think they thought about doing a new movie based off the success of the stunt show oh is that right no they have i know i'm i'm asking <laughs> You're proposing uh, yeah, i feel like they that. should yeah 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 you know oh, what sure. i think
3: that if they would have success with like a Waterworld netflix movie I think. Mm-hmm. That's a
2: perfect. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Reboot
3: for it on streaming, I think, would be really good for that franchise because I think people just ultimately didn't want to pay to go see that movie in theaters. But now that if you could just sit on your couch and watch that, I think people would. And and probably decrease
2: the urine drinking element maybe give a little less percentage of that of the the running time to urine drinking
3: Mm -hmm. yeah lean on the action adventure of it all unless on the survivalist aspect i think you'd have something good and also like you could bring back the costner character as like a uh you know like a mentor for someone or (laughs) and you know that uh, it's not like but that is also a depressing topic like our world is covered in water because of climate stuff uh, that might
2: hurt it mm. yeah people don't want to okay, let's go let's go into a world of water for a while let's reboot yeah. the postman instead <laughs>
0: i oh, do no. keep saying i <laughs> keep, keep saying all.
1: postman memes <laughs> really <laughs> Not memes, but i keep seeing people posting about the postman and the like the furor of the say the post office yeah mm.
0: oh right right of course uh i i didn't realize tom petty i think we've talked about it before tom petty is
2: in the postman oh right okay Uh. yeah so uh Mm. i don't know i just like that (laughs) that's just a good thing like Um, about it you know what's another thing i realized factoring into my dislike of the hollywood version that is something that the florida one doesn't have on its back is that the hollywood one is the one that evicted our beloved et that's like mm-hmm. a stink. It doesn't have to have anywhere else, and th- so you're going to do a lesser version of a a really truncated thrill ride where there used to be a, a kind of a significantly long dark ride. It just didn't seem like a, uh, a an improvement to me. I've, I just always felt hurt by the ET eviction. Mm-hmm. Well, of course,
0: and and was ET? Uh, forgive me. Was the ET? Was did it, the building outside look the same? Like it was just a sound stage?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- barely themed. Yes. Okay.
0: 'Cause I think like if they really went the extra mile with the exterior of mummy, maybe you could have been like, Well, at least it like it's it's visually better now than mm-hmm. it was before. It looked just sort of like a boring sound stage, but they yeah. didn't do that, so it just looks like you're going into a sound stage.
2: They just painted it beige is all they did. Or right. orange ish. I don't know what the color is.
0: And I'm sure look, all this stuff all this stuff is what the universal creative people wanted. I'm sure they wanted to theme it. It's just a money situation. I, always, I don't know why I feel like there's universal creative
3: people listening going we tried shut up it's <laughs> also like space there's no space down there there's right. no and space. that's that's ultimately yeah. why the ride is not great or not, not what we're used to in Florida because it's just they didn't have the space like and also remember it's like ET can be a long dark ride because you can move slowly like in yeah. a high speed thrill ride you got to move through this building and there's just not the room so that is something that you run into when you are going to say let's you know shoot for the moon here with only so much room right like yeah, whereas yeah. you know like that's why you can fit something like transformers with just two levels and it can feel so big like when you because when you compare like what transformers feels like mm-hmm. to what the mummy is and what Jurassic world feels like to what the mummy is um well i'm nervous about uh
2: mario bigger. kart for this reason for that like is no, that going to no. be enough space down there
3: I I'm think not because that build, the building that they the so thing big. is they had to fill an existing space with the ET becoming mummy with mm-hmm. Mario Kart they created a gigantic soundstage okay. which also uses two levels okay, so okay. it's not gonna be a, a concern. I so. think that's gonna be this. It's yeah, exact same size basically. The ride is not
0: the land. I think the land is gonna be smaller than the one in Japan. Mm-hmm. But the ride the land is think- small.
3: Well, the land does n- the land is not gonna have Yoshi right. It's not going to have, like, the Yoshi Omnimover type ride. Right, right. So, so is those... only going to be the one ride in, um, in right. Hollywood. In have, you
2: been, have you been seeing those, like, what people can see over the fences in Japan, the Yoshis yeah, and the coins yeah, and the plants? Yeah. Oh, my God.
3: It looks cool. It looks really cool. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see it when when it's totally done with uh, the Donkey Kong of it all.
2: Yeah, yeah. But,
3: mm-hmm. um, you know, the Yoshi ride, it doesn't look like it's for me, but I think it, for the people that it'll be for, a.k.a. kids, I think it'll be really fun. The Mario Kart ride, I'm really excited to see what it's going to be because they're talking a huge game like about this one too. almost reminding me of the way they talked about the mummy before it opened. Like Mm -hmm. they're saying it's going to be like unlike anything they've seen, like the state of the art, like now new gold standard of theme park attractions. And so I guess I would say like they talked about that with mummy. They talked about that with Harry Potter the Forbidden Journey, anyway, and then they're talking about that again now with Mario Kart, and I feel like they were right the first two times. So
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's the main thing we all have to look forward to in our lives is the Mario Kart. This is like
3: for me, it's the Jurassic Coaster, but yeah, the Mario Kart thing <laughs> for is for like sure not far close second. Yeah,
1: is the one other thing about the Hollywood Ride that kind of set it apart when you would exit the Hollywood Ride, there was a long hallway with statues of mummies, and for a i don't know how long they did this but it happened to me multiple times one of those mummies was a guy and he would jump down off his pedestal or like move around like it was a scare actor who would like swipe at you and people always fell for it really that's i mean i
3: love when they do shit like that it's fun
1: yeah i i appreciate it now at the time i didn't know it was coming and it scared the hell out of me
3: it's at the time when it was intended to be scary it did scare it, you and it worked therefore yes. it was not a pleasant <laughs>
1: emotion i'm impressed <laughs> uh, but i am glad it is god uh
0: <laughs> tony baxter said uh, that there was a period of time where they did that on haunted mansion mm. really? there was like a, oh, yeah. a one actor in the hallway or something and he would just jump out in front of the car
3: i wonder if they still do that at skull island
1: that was a big mm. in the marketing for for Kong Skull Island is that there were going to be scare actors roaming the queue yeah there and there were the last time i last time I did the main queue anyway there was i like I
3: said I'm always getting the express because I don't now that I've seen the things once I don't need to see them again and again in terms of the queue experience but there's a lot of cool stuff in in the in the Kong skull island queue and one of them was a very scary live actor
0: oh, yeah yeah. Ex- mm. I think I um, missed that when I. I think I did the pass last time. Yeah, he dead.
3: would like poke out of holes like that were in the queue, like it was like, and he would just go, Whoa! you know, yeah. it's just like a scary, like problematic native. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's.
0: I I will say
3: I would have been scared,
0: but Matt, when you were last here, I was not doing fright fests and horror nights, but now I'm mm-hmm. into haunts, so that's happened too. So I think I like the idea of that. But wow, I think you re- got
3: you got you boys are growing up that is what is happening (laughs) really are tell us we're good tell us we've done good you're doing so good you're doing such a great jobs and i'm so proud of you guys (laughs) this is what i needed um yeah but jason have you bucked up and gotten over anything like Uh,
1: that i think i've had some breakthroughs in therapy but other than that i think my theme park going hasn't really changed that much great Uh, okay well at least emotionally things are on the up and up you know i'm trying my best
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, what have we uh, What have well, we missed here we, we were Any, talking,
0: Yeah we were talking about uh, 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 Rise of the Resistance Scott mm. Trowbridge Was the lead mm. on this ride as well In addition uh. to being the lead On uh, Rise of the Resistance Genius, and the whole Genius. Galaxy's Edge.
3: I stand I, The only thing mm. about Galaxy's Edge is I, I think that Millennium Falcon is a fucking flop But, um, <sighs> but Rise of the Resistance he did an amazing job
2: yeah. It was I think it was hard for me to say or hear phrases like that at the time. And now just as the months go on, I don't it, it you have to It's a flop. It's okay. Uh it's I don't I don't know if I can even say it. It's still so hard. I can I almost can't accept that something I was looking
3: forward to so much is a
2: uh, flop maybe. I don't it's it was a real
3: relief to hear you say it. It was a really ambitious idea, mm-hmm. but it was not executed well I, we need it, new it, levels
2: we need new places i don't want to do no more of these crates i don't want to crash into crates. That.
3: it also should just be you know what just give people the star wars that you know what i mean like we don't know yeah. this character like we don't really have a lot of time to get to know him the jobs for for a lot of people in that cockpit the jobs are really stupid like yes. if you happen to be in the last row and you're like what the engineer mm-hmm. like it you, you it's so lame it, it, I think Gunner is worse the,
0: than Engineer though, because Gunner is just like, what do we, what am I even doing here? And I have to work very hard.
3: It's hard to see, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just like visually not uh, appealing. The worlds don't seem super different from each other. At the end, something I really hate is when you you stop the ride and he says, "It appears there's something you've brought back with you on the oh, ship," yeah, yeah. and then Ugh. and then it's nothing, and yeah. then you don't even see anything. Nothing happens. It's just like. Blue Balls the entire time. There's nothing in the queue. It's not interesting to look at. It's There's no characters that we enjoy or appreciate. And for that to be the lead of the entire land that was launching the land, it was really, really, really whack. And then, thank God, the Rise of the Resistance kind of capitalized on all the promise because it really tied the land together in every way which it needed. Um, because the Millennium Force... No, sorry. Millennium Falcon ride was um <laughs> I yes, whack. I feel like though I do feel like
0: it may be not impossible to at least take it up a letter grade. I do think yeah, you could probably make some tweaks and it won't be perfect, but it will maybe be a more consistent experience cuz cuz and we don't need to get off uh, I think we've said this before. Like Star Tours has moments that you remember. Yeah, there's remember. narrative.
3: There's drama. There's like there's something happening. There's a compelling reason for you to be there. You're in a bi- giant monster's mouth, and you remember it getting off the ride. That was crazy. The tongue hit yeah. the windshield. There's like comedy in it. Like Star Wars is a wacky kids adventure movie. Like let's not forget what Star Wars is, which is they're sci-fi action adventure soap operas for kids. So why are we taking ourselves so fucking seriously with this millennium Falcon ride? Like it it just feels like not fun. Yeah. Yeah, That might
2: be a lot of the Rex appeal for me is that Rex is a pure comedy character and it's not ponderous. Like, uh, some of the, the elements of star Wars I vibe with less,
3: but it's also like the scoring of it all what like to compare to what you know what i mean like i don't know what this what this score means <laughs> they like, never tell what you what's I, a good score absolutely what did i do correctly you know what i mean like and, and what was it that got me this point score that did it and it's like you'd have to do it a bunch of times like i guess to like, it's like the men in, men in black of it all yeah but i get the men in black of it all because you've told me how to shoot these aliens i know what i'm doing i'm killing aliens i know what happens at the end because you get like galaxy defender cosmic whatever blah 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 yeah. on this it's like they put a number in front of you in a weird font and then you <laughs> leave and like there's the one cool touch of like the millennium falcon is obviously beat up and like technically failing as you leave but other than that it's like this was really garbage like i because I, I don't understand what's happening
1: menabax think- simple hit the red button rip torn screams that you hit the red button like you could simplify um, the Millennium Falcon down to everyone hits a button once. And then yeah. everyone gets... It is satisfying to touch the buttons.
3: Yeah. And if you have to dumb it down for me, a, uh, I think kind of smart 30-year-old who's invested in theme parks and this IP, what the fuck is anyone else getting from it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, who is leaving that park saying... A highlight for me in Disneyland was uh, Millennium Falcon. I don't think anyone a
2: six-year-old flying, uh, like doing the actual flying flying and getting to go. I
3: I guess, I guess, Mm -hmm. I think that's the probably
0: the best thing you can do in it. I mean, I was spent a lot of time on Batu last year, and I rode this single rider with so many families, and the confusion yeah every time grandma was i was always next to grandma in the engineer's seat and she did not know what was going on oh and it's like i think they had a like they had a meeting early on they were like well everybody's gonna be fighting to do something in the cockpit false not true that is not gonna happen also
3: like what what does happen is like your experience is are dictated by what everyone else does and it's like if you're in there with like another family of three if you're like in a three and you get up with another three it's like that's like conflict (laughs) yes (laughs) and i don't want to i don't want to deal with conflict with people that are like at walt disney World, hollywood studios like i really don't you're like at a
2: thanksgiving dinner of people you don't know who are having a real rough year the
3: ball dropped completely completely
2: <laughs> boy boy yeah i
0: was Look, there, were, there were kids i was trying to gun effectively and there were kids who were just driving the falcon into the dirt
3: yeah because again like they have no incentive to not yeah mm. anyway boy uh, i think they can fix i think it can be fixed slightly I also yeah fuck like fuck. america right so well, that's a different story <laughs> i hate these video game rides like unless it's really clear like midway mania or um uh, like, um, Men in Black. I don't like. I'm not super psyched about this Spider Man thing that's going to happen in California. i like, Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why is why is it not just a ride? I don't understand. I don't yeah. care. I, I don't need to be actively involved in it with a gun in my hands. Like, I in fact, I reject it. Just put me. Give me. Take me on the journey. Well, we've said, or I've said. I
0: think I'm a little worried about the new the new version of You Are the Thing that's apparently coming to avengers because it's like you train you suit up and i'm like i as a kid i, I wanted to just be iron i wanted to be iron man but i don't want to be me as a superhero why are you like, making me do work yeah i don't yeah. I, i've heard somebody claims that it's gonna be cool and you're gonna Who's do this. somebody who is that oh well, we have inside we have some insiders we've got, got our know. people
1: too you know we've got okay so what are, what are they
0: saying they said that it's going to be very cool how the webs, when you do your little Spider Man motion, that it's going to be very cool and it works really well when you're shooting webs at whatever the nanobots or whatever they are. Okay. But I also <laughs> think, like, do this for 30 seconds and go, ooh, I'm a little tired. Yeah, anybody with carpal tunnel? I get so exhausted on Midway Mania.
3: I get my wrist oh, yeah, throbs. Yeah. It's after. like that thing when like the web part of your thumb and your your uh, pointer finger start like stinging, you know that? Yeah. Yes. I it's yeah, and I like Midway Mania a lot, but I am
0: by the end when you're doing the thing Me where too. you're supposed to when they're flying off the little mine cart section, I am dead my my arm is dead. Yeah. And I in between say, scenes,
2: I get I like, okay, got to stretch, got to limber up, uh, boy, gotta yeah. yoga, do, do like hand yoga here.
3: Speaking of that area of the park, like when I, when I went at truly six in the morning, um, to do rise of the resistance, cause I was one of those people that did. I'm sure you guys were as well. Like I was yeah, there early, too. early ass crack of dawn by myself. Yeah. Um, uh, I, w- I literally was in group 10 I I was like, I went on right away, but I had enough time to go do the slinky dog, which Mm -hmm. also gets a crazy line, and it wasn't one of my fast pass selections.
1: I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yes. It's fun. It's really fun. It's so charming. A lot. It is so
3: charming. It's so. you know, it's not like it's thrilling, but, like, it's fun. There's so much scenery to go through. That second launch, I mean, like, it's really cute. I love the spinning rings. Like, I like that Slinky Dog. You can hear him talk. Yeah. It felt like, like again, like a really good, well-executed idea, and I'm not surprised that it's so popular.
2: So relaxing to be on. Like, maybe the one of the smoothest yeah. roller coasters ever.
0: Yeah. I definitely, like, in the same way Big Thunder is, like, I could see it being, like, a scared nine-year-old who's tall enough We'll go on it and love it. And it'll be. Yeah. The first coaster. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it could, really the age range is, is high.
3: Yeah. It feels classic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Or yeah. um, or a, or a uh, you know, 34 year olds was still one of his first launch coasters <laughs> ever. As it was at the time. Uh,
3: I got brave enough to do Slinky Dog. Can you believe it? I mean, we got to get you on the Jurassic Coaster when it opens, though. Mm-hmm. I, that's, oh. That
2: sounds great. And I don't have to be afraid of these. I used to, when this podcast started, I was like, well, we'd talk about a ride. And I'd say, but that's off limits to me because I cannot launch. And I got over. Take
3: it. off your shackles. You got to be Boy. brave enough to do this. I mean, this Jurassic Coaster, I think it's going to be really
2: good. Sounds really yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh possibly uh do you do you think it could uh take the title from Hagrid's as Hagrid's took the uh, title? You think I think Mummy. it will. I think it will. Wow. Yeah, I don't I play, think there I'm will be it will I've given it no thought. It's been like a sleeper to me. I, I I haven't been looking at the updates like you guys. And I, so I'm I'm amazed to hear it's like. So oddly what's one great of those. about
3: Hagrid's is it's like, yes, it has seven launches, but it's a family coaster. This is like an adult coaster, which is themed to an adult um popcorn movie which i which i you know like the threat of dinosaurs ripping you to pieces like i like of course kids can enjoy it and like it but i like it i like that they you know matched a type of ride to a type of film and i feel like that is universal you know what i mean like that is something that disney would never do like disney's never gonna make you feel like um you know a dinosaur is going to kill you and in fact when they did do that they backed off of it and made that ride so yeah. much more tame like right. but but i was really respecting them for countdown to extinction because it was so chaotic and so rough and so dark and so scary mm. that when they backed off of it i was like eh, this is why and when they backed off alien encounter you know what i mean like just oh, like they yeah. they they they've, they've like really um and maybe they're going to go back to it now that they have like you know the ip that they have and they're like so into that but i don't know i just felt like they were mm, a little lame a little lame when universal wasn't and so i think that like i mean the fact that we're getting a launch into a top hat like that's great (laughs) to me and that that inversion that's um right out of the top hat it's like a like a it's like a serious airtime like a Corkscrew or whatever—it looks really, mm-hmm. really, 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 really. Since really you brought good. down Cantan to extinction, can I just get your eyes on
2: something? I'm—I'm going to screen share here. Do you think that Baby Aladar is cute? I think that's so cute. Yes, God, I'll yes. never win. I'll yes. never
3: See?
2: win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing invested in this bit. This has been—this
3: is a fight has been going on all. We've summer. been fighting about this. I Scott think it's no. so cute. Like if I saw it in my apartment, I'd probably be like i'd kill it but i do think that it's (laughs) so cute if i know now that i know what it is understandable
1: (laughs) scott i do appreciate you you bringing up something cute uh yeah of course immo tap the mummy yeah Uh, i appreciate you bringing i don't
2: know why i think he's cute in the window shatter too i like that he's like miniature i think it's the fact that he's like a little he's a four he's like a miniature pony I think that's that's exactly how I feel about him.
0: Can I give you a little a little uh, piece of information about the animatronic? Yes. Universal claims Imhotep is the most sophisticated animatronic robot ever developed. This is obviously at the time for a theme park capable of lifting 2,500 pounds. His <laughs> arms are hollowed out stainless steel that can be programmed to perform motions four times faster than any other theme park robot. Wow.
3: wow which is, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is but... why it's literally frozen in time not working because they probably bit <laughs> off way more they could chew it doesn't matter that it can do any of those things it doesn't work so it's like that's the only thing about it is I, I do wish they could like go back in there and refurb the audio animatronics but i actually think they'll this is controversial but i think that they'll re-theme and do a new attraction before they do that that's what I was going to ask,
2: do is, you think, um, would you be upset about this or would you feel like I, it's had its time and I trust Universal to bring us something better? I think it has less than 10 years. Wow. Well, yeah. Mom?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I, I could see them, you know, I, I think it could use a little Fresh coat paint, a facelift, but I do think it's, it's pretty popular and I, I don't quite know... I mean Fast and the Furious a, a Fast and the Furious ride done like this I think would have been a big hit.
3: I think that they just they just fucked up with Fast and the Furious and it was because yeah. they were trying to save money. But um cuz they already had the Hollywood um well, version the footage of footage and sets and yeah. Yeah, and I think that they were they got such a bad response to that which is I think what actually was the idea behind Hagrid's is they were like we need something big that's practical that yeah. is gonna, you know, really give uh, classic energy because when the Tonight Show ride happened and the um Fast and the Furious ride happened and they happened so close together, it was just like, what are we doing this for? Like you you carbon copied Transformers from Spider-Man that that system already and you're now doing this with King Kong and Fast and the Furious and you're you're doing a Tonight Show IP like there's something wrong. There's just something off and it didn't feel like the same park anymore. And there's also so much Harry Potter that it kind of felt like, and their IPs are getting old. Like they still had Terminator at the time, which was an older IP and they had like, you know, Shrek, which is like something that I think over time people are caring less and less about. So they were really in like a tough spot, I think just in terms of IP. So I think that I would agree with you that the ride will stay there as long as they don't create new IP or find a way to make existing IP fresh, and that's going to be an improvement on the ride. But they do seem like they want to do this thing of every single year something gets new put in the park. Yeah. um, Which they've been pretty good about doing. And I think that the thing about E.T. is they've got a problem with Spielberg because he says, don't take it down. Um, They have like a relationship with him where he, where he doesn't want that ride taken down. And I also think it does give you the classic universal movie energy whereas like you know the simpsons doesn't Mm -hmm. uh men in black that movie's aging but it moves it moves crowds and then like what else do you have i mean they're not gonna they're not gonna take the fast and the furious ride out even if it's bad while that franchise is still going the mummy franchise is not still going yeah you know Tonight Show Ride, like, as shitty as it is, it feeds the Tonight Show brand, so they'll keep that. Sure. Born Identity is new. Um, Shrek, that 3D space, is 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 going to be a 3D show for whatever. It'll probably be like Kung Fu Panda, whatever's doing well. And then you have Despicable Me, which is like, you know, you can't do much with that space besides that. So it's like, what else is there in the park really to replace, mm-hmm. which they said they were committed to doing? So, this is not something I want to happen, but it's something that I think we need to get used to the idea of. What do they have? It's
2: like uh, um Peacock saved by the Bell reboot can they that become a, a coaster?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, they do have other Nintendo stuff.
2: Mm. Right. Which, uh, probably sure. which yeah.
0: will become its own little mini lands and I've also heard a rumor that they might have to dump Nintendo Land in one of the existing parks. Yeah. Because there's a contract um, so they make that
1: like Barney and Five O like Yank Barney and Five. Well that, that was that the was original, original plan. Yeah, yeah. So like, that what? might still happen. You're no that could be <laughs> Oh my
2: dead body in Woody Woodpecker's uh, barnstormer. What's the also, no, that's like goofy? That
3: area is so large. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm never back there because I'm never going to seek Barney. But like that entire the entire Curious George area and the Barney like stage is huge like i went back that back there for halloween horror nights and i was like there's like a whole maze back there and the barney thing and the courier storage and Five's playground and i'm like oh there's a ton of space here so it made sense that that was going to be um super nintendo land but then when they were moving super nintendo land to the new park that was ultimately going to be a pokemon thing right oh Uh so you guys know about the rumors that that was going to be pokemon Mm -hmm. super nintendo land was going to be in the new park and that they were going to phase out poseidon's fury and the uh, lost continent area to be a zelda Zelda. thing yeah oh interesting Um, uh but But now i don't think so
0: yeah i think that's all but i think yeah i think they just have to have some sort of nintendo presence in orlando by a certain day but obviously that time frame is all different. But I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, of money, will they, like, cram some Nintendo thing somewhere and not do a full-themed, like, Zelda Land, which is My what we would want? My
3: prediction is that what will happen is by the, by the early next year, it'll be announced that Epic Universe is not happening, or it's in, p- postponed indefinitely, and they're gonna do uh, Nintendo Land in um, Universal. In Universal Studios. And yeah. I think they might try to find a way to repurpose something that they were going to do um, in the new park with harry potter or fantastic beasts or whatever i think they'll try to do something in the fear factor area maybe right
1: um, oh yeah oh that that's too go. even.
3: <laughs> yeah
1: that was one of the most unpleasant theme park live shows um i have ever seen uh, is that
2: more yeah. relevant though because the host of fear factor uh, is the ma- biggest figure in all of media
1: Well, now, when you go to see that Fear Factor show, just a guy sits on the stage and tells you about DMT and, like, (laughs) um, mixed martial arts and all of that. Moving Um, to
3: Texas, bro. I'm out of here. to
1: Texas, I'm out of
3: here. And he also, he actually, uh, uh, the big finale of the show is he says a lot of transphobic slurs. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the florida crowd goes, they go wild uh, wild <laughs> not the
2: people listening to this who are good and we know that so uh just to say that
3: yeah but um, if you're saying transphobic slurs you're not good oh no then, you're, yes. no
2: then you're then you're not these are just all right these are different people i'm just gonna keep <laughs> i'm just gonna keep spinning holes if i don't uh, stop talking at some point in time um do we make it our way at the end jason
1: Uh, well, (laughs) I have a very odd thing. This has not come up yet, but since the, you know, the setup of the Florida ride is that there's a, you know, the, there's a curse, the curse. So everyone's worried about the curse. They're all wearing Magi medallions. And, uh, then of course, poor Reggie learns the curse is real. Do Mm -hmm. you guys know the story? Uh, I read about this years ago. I could not find the original article, but I found out the facts about it. Do you know the story about Stephen Summers' cursed house he bought?
2: What? <laughs> director of The Mummy, Stephen Summers? The director... the cursed house?
1: Yes. Now, uh, bear with me. There's a bit of a leak. So, oh. in, in 2007, uh, he, uh, Stephen Summers and his, his family bought a house in Malibu for $10 million. The previous occupants of this house were the newly reads Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. Uh, mm. Mr. Popo Zal himself, Kevin Oh, po- Yeah, oh. of course. Um, wow. They put a lot of money into fixing up this house and put it on the market uh, asking for he paid 10 million initially. They were trying they were asking for it for 15.95 million because they had put so much work into it. It mm-hmm. sat on the market for three years. And eventually sold for $11.45 million. And simultaneously with that, Stephen Summer's career as a director was really slowing down. He did mm-hmm. the G.I. Joe movie and then the uh, adap- adaptation of the Stephen Kuntz books, Odd Thomas. And that was kind of the last we've heard of Stephen Summer's. So uh, I remember coming across this years ago and the writer chronicling the foibles of this house was like, this house might be cursed. Britney Spears and Kevin Federline, Steven Summers, like, yeah, it's not good energy. Down. Not good energy in this house.
0: Wait, mm-hmm. he's blaming the house on the career falling apart.
1: Like, th- th- just like if you're superstitious, like I, th- I wouldn't buy this house. Like, but there's no like, when ghosts.
3: When you're a white man in Hollywood who fails, it can't possibly be you. No, no. it's gotta be. No. It's gotta be your <laughs> home that's cursed. It's gotta be your eleven point ninety five million dollar home. There's not even a ghost that, that used story. To be,
1: No. It's just a very weird connection between Kevin (laughs) Federline and Steven Summers and his directing career kind of slowing down. Kevin Federline's career
2: was bright. He had the whole world ahead of him. And then this house, this cursed house. The cursed house. The curse was real.
1: Well, Britney Spears, like uh, in the early 2000s, her career also kind of getting weird. So, like the poor woman was th- through the ringer. Her, poor I know, life, she was. A I'm youth. saying this house is fine.
0: All
3: First right, of all, let's just let me, as the gay here, just get on record by saying she actually hit her creative peak in the early aughts. Okay, because the blackout album was a piece of art and never forget in the zone and also never forget that she um revitalized what it meant to be a pop star in vegas okay people before her were like it's the sunset of my career i'm going to vegas britney spears said i'm britney spears i'm like 35 i'm going to vegas and now you see all the girls in the peaks of their careers going to vegas i'm not saying the work is bad you know i'm not saying the work's uh, not good
0: when does perfume come out
3: oh bitch that's been out
0: no, I know, but when is uh, when is it when did it come out? When does when did it come out? That
3: came, that was on Britney Jean, which was like two thousand third. Oh so 13. that's even later. Perfume's even later. I'm yeah, such a big fan later. of I know Sia wrote it. Yes, that's I, was, I really respect you for knowing perfume. <laughs> I think
0: perfume's one of the like best pop songs. I'm not even kidding.
3: And she famously sounds a thousand years old on it. She yes. sounds like emo, she yeah. sounds Emotep's like age it's on like, the track. Perfume is like
0: Jolene. Like it's like so the same. I like the wait feeling. For you
1: to call.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you feel the you feel the emotion very strongly in both those songs.
2: Can I'm you do so it as Emotep? <laughs> Can I? <laughs> Can anyone? I don't know the song well enough. I could do Emotep, but so I wait for, for you
3: to call. call and I try to act natural <laughs> have
1: you been thinking about her or about me work bitch for all eternity
3: <laughs> there's your title of app wow. yeah
2: there it is oh. uh awesome well I think I think on that note on on the, the note that the curse is real of the house at least uh, Matt Rogers he survived podcast the ride uh there is no escape, but we'll try to get out through the gift shop. Is there anything you would like to plug?
3: Oh, I've just published my podcast, Las Culturistas, where I sometimes am allowed to talk about things like this. Although when I do, it's a, it gets real insular. So, um, but you can listen to that. I co-host it with my best friend, Bowen Yang. Is he um, is he anti-theme park or is it just, no, he just doesn't pro, share No, very oh, pro, very pro. It's just that once I get going, I can take up a lot of space with that stuff. So I have to check myself. and then at the plenty end of, the of month... space here, plenty of expansion <laughs> pads
2: uh, as long as yeah. you want to go.
3: At the end of the month in September, I have a show coming out on HBO Max that I'm hosting called Hot Dog which you mentioned before which is a dog grooming competition show okay. so i'm really excited about that wow wow that's, and that's i have my wonderful. show on quibi called game show wonderful it's great yeah
2: um and as for us uh you can check us out on facebook twitter and instagram and there's three bonus episodes every month at uh, patreon.com slash podcast the ride that's the second gate uh not canceled like uh, epic universe
0: Hmm.
3: <laughs> um, knock, on, knock, on knock on wood yes um, yeah. And
2: I think I speak for all of us when I say we would have enjoyed this podcast a lot more if we'd all gotten our cups of coffee.
3: <laughs> Forever
2: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced Dog. by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. <laughs>